serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Thursday. Oh, happy Thursday, everybody. Woo! Gatos and Chad, there's Becky Lynn. How are you today, Becky Lynn? Excellent. She's Excellent. playing injured. Are you playing injured? A little bit. Why? Hurt my back. What'd you do? Worked out. Really? You wrenched it? Pilates machine went nuts. <laughs> Tweaked it a little bit, and then it was kind of giving me some questionable feelings. I got, like, a, oh. I got something for you. What? Don't worry. I got oh, it. I got it in my little bag me. back you're, there. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. All right. Pretty busy day. Governor Ducey on with Broomhead today. We'll talk about that silliness. He's got a message for Katie Hobbs. Silly. Hilarious message for Katie Hobbs. We're going to play that in a second. Uh, Barry Markson just got off the air. He had Katie Hobbs on. Um, so let me ask a question. All right. You know, this You know this debate stuff. They didn't debate. They don't, you know, Hobbs doesn't want to debate. Carrie Lake was supposed to be on PBS yesterday. That didn't happen. And then she shows up and shows everybody Michael Crow's, you know, phone number. Goodness gracious. I think most of you don't care about that. Um, let me ask you a question. Okay. Is it better for Lake to A, actually debate Hobbs? Now, we're talking politically for Lake. Is it better politically for Lake, A, to actually debate Hobbs, or B, rail on Hobbs for not debating? I think right now, uh, look, I know she wants to have on the stage at least once. Uh, uh, which won't happen. Which what isn't going to happen. I think right now it's better that... That Hobbs is ducking because I think a lot of people are going, you know what? You should have done it at least once. I'm starting to get a sense from people I talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, a couple of people that work uh, next door at the old uh, engineering thing, you know, they know what we do over here. And, and they're like, man, that lady should debate, though. I, I just there. One of them said she looks really weak. And I think there's a sense out there that. You should have at least done this once. Yeah, I think it's always better to just be able to rail on your opponent. I mean, I think the I think that, that well, Hobbs, at this point in time, absolutely. Well, Hobbs not debating. We knew that was going to happen for a while. And by the way, I told you she wouldn't debate. I told you the night that Carrie Lake won, she wasn't going to get a debate with with Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs did not debate. You did, um, Marco Lopez. No. Okay. So earlier today, Barry the dangerous Markson Marco asked, Lopez. So Barry Markson asked Katie Hobbs. You know, you're not debating Lake here. You didn't debate in the primary. Well, I think these are apple and orange situations here. It's, it's, we were focused in the primary on what we needed to do to win the general election. And I spent my time, uh, again, making my case directly to voters of the state. And I think, you know, the, the outcome of the race, uh, tells you that um, we were on the right track there. Yeah, I, listen, nobody's buying that. No. I mean, look, we got to just, you know, Katie Hobbs just has to come out and say, hey, listen, I stink on TV. <laughs> uh, you put a camera in front of me, I'm, I'm awful. That doesn't mean that she's a terrible candidate. That doesn't always mean that she's a terrible candidate. You can argue that she is or she isn't. It doesn't matter to me. Well, when communication is part of, and maybe right. the biggest part of this business is, is communication and sales. Right. That's like saying, hey, this person can't sell anything, but it doesn't make him a bad salesman. No, well, I think it might. I don't know, man. I, I Being able to talk in front of a camera is important if you're in politics. Um, and I think you could see that with, you know, you, you put Joe Biden up there uh, on, a, on a debate stage with, let's just say, Pete Buttigieg. And I think you're going to see Pete Buttigieg is going to kill him. Well, yeah, especially now. I mean, right? Joe is uh, so I'll just I, I, I threw this out today for, for my for my other show. I wasn't born when Joe entered the, the Senate. 
Yeah. Soak that up for a moment. Well, he's just as old as Trump. Yeah. So uh, he's older. He's the oldest we've ever had. He's almost. Trump is, what, 78? I don't know. I think okay, they're, they're both. Still they're both. Old. But still, old. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Bernie Sanders would eat him alive. Some yeah. people can do those things, and he's older than both of them. Right. Well, the if, Bernie Sanders, though, if Bernie Sanders is good at debate, who cares? Because his policies are crap. Well, that's just it. That's my point. Well, but the thing is, though, if you get the gig, you're going to have to sell some people, and I don't think she could sell anybody, especially considering we're going to have a, a a to the right legislator here. You don't have to sell anybody if you're if you're Katie Hobbs and you win. Well, because all you're going to do is deflect on what the legislature is going to do. And the legislature be, says, how would we know if anything works? She refuses to sign anything. And she won't sign line. anything. So there you go. Yeah. So we're going to have absolute stalemate, which may be for the best. Which based is on everything. probably good. <laughs> A lot of us actually like that because that's like it's the best option. Or you put Carrie Lake in there and she signs everything from a very far right MAGA legislature. It's possible. It's absolutely possible. Yeah. I you guess know? my point is this, Chad. Just because you stink on TV, just because Ka- Katie Hobbs can't answer a question in front of an audience, um, and Carrie Lake certainly can. She's ex- she's extremely skilled. One hundred percent. Yeah. That, but just because Carrie Lake is is skilled at speaking in front of a microphone doesn't mean she's not crazy. Just because I don't think she's crazy. Just because there's, well, there's nothing. That, there's nothing that, that, to me that says she's crazy. I think what she is is she's played a game. She's figured out how to do it, and and she, her thing is she took a playbook from Trump, and then you know, real, uh, yeah. which is a lot of people have really original. Was, you know, it was an easy thing to do. Really original. Well, you know, but Hobbs, I don't know anything about Hobbs. No, Hobbs is just she's terrible in her own yeah. way. Yeah. So you know, it, you got less than a month to figure out if you haven't voted what you're going to do, and I have a feeling. Mm. We might have some people that stay home or say, you know what, I'm going to give a pass on this and I'll vote on some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really sad. Chad Benson. It's really sad that we have this. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would have liked Robeson. I think a lot of people out there would have liked Robeson. Uh, I think she probably would have run away with this. Yeah. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. And you know what? I don't think she would have debated Robeson either. Oh, absolutely not. I think the whole goal was to always hide her no matter who it was. And Marco Lopez would have probably exposed her. Yeah. I mean, if you can't if you can't go and interview or if you can't go and debate a candidate in Marco Lopez that really had no chance. And what I said was you should go and debate for practice because you're going to have to take somebody on in the general election. And she kind of thought, you know what, I don't need to do either. Yeah. Uh, But again, does that make me like, you know, less likely like I've already made up my mind. I'm not voting for Carrie Lake. Um, She's an election denier. Nobody who's an election denier gets my vote. But. Katie Hobbs hasn't done anything to get my vote, and I'm, I'm getting tired of voting in these elections for the the less bad candidate. Yeah. So I may not vote for either yeah. of of the two, and I think a lot of independents are leaning that way. Uh, Twenty thousand newly registered voters last month, half are independents. It's all going to come down to that. You can yeah. say what you want. You can debate if you want. You can hammer somebody for not debating. You can say the election was fake. You can do whatever you want for the next 30 days. It doesn't matter. You can be on PBS. You can not be on PBS. It doesn't matter. All that matters is how will independence vote? And then the election is over. If Carrie Lake gets independence, she wins. If Katie Hobbs gets independence, she wins. Well, you know, there's some, there, again, both of them, uh, depending on the polls you're looking at, mm-hmm. have some sort of lead with independence somewhere. We won't know until that day. And there, I still think there are people out there that are completely undecided about who they're going to vote for because they're unhappy with both choices, but they're not going to sit it out. So they're going to have to suck it up, buttercup, and yeah. do it. I've always just said, you know... N- 
I've always said I'll have to vote for somebody because, you know, Hillary, Trump, Trump, Biden. I mean, just total garbage. And I've always said, you know, I'll just I'll pick the less worser one that I worst. Yeah, I'm not doing that this time. You know, I've said this and I continue to say this. You know what? At some point. I think we everybody needs to stay at home and say until you start providing us real stuff. Right. You know, whatever party you're frustrated with, you need to call out your party and say until you start providing us with actual candidates that we think can get through and win and do something, we'll stay at home. Now that's where I might be. That's exactly where I might be. All right. Still to come, are independents leading towards Hobbs or Lake? We actually have some numbers. Plus, Governor Ducey has a message for Katie Hobbs. I can't wait to play this. It's the silliest thing. So silly. Talk about it next. Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, it is the Gatos Chad Show, pa, uh, show. But if you miss any of this, say you can't hear everything and you're like, man, I want to hear everything they say. You get the podcast, your iPhone, your Android, never miss any of the exciting action. The Gators and Chad Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. It's higherprice.com. Uh, Ducey was here this morning, right? Uh... I don't know if he was here or oh. I didn't, I, I didn't see him. Yeah, oh, he was, was he here? here. You didn't bump into him in the can? No, I did not. Every time you bump into Ducey when he goes to take a leak over there. I did not. I must have been doing so. That's, <laughs> that's a shame. I know. You always say, Doug. Miss Doug. Doug. What's happening, Dougie? Anyway, uh, Broomhead had uh, Governor Doug Ducey on. I'm going to play a clip here in, in, a, in a second. Um, you know, Ducey's almost done. Yeah. Ducey's on. I've had so many problems with Governor Doug Ducey, but everybody, you know, it's funny. As uh, as someone who's not a Republican or independent, I voted for that guy twice, and I don't regret my vote. I don't think he's been the best governor by far. Um, I've had, you know, I thought he handled COVID poorly. Uh, the school choice thing to me is a joke. Uh, we voted it down years ago. He wants to bring it back. Okay. Um, I'd still, if you were, and as much as I really don't like you know, not per, not on a personal level, uh, uh, Governor Ducey and the job he's done. I'd still vote for him today over these other two. Yeah, uh, because I don't think Doug Ducey would push us over the cliff like Kerry Lake, and I don't know what Katie Hobbs is going to do. So I almost I know that sounds strange because I've you know I've been tough on Ducey and he's deserved it. Uh, but also, you know, he's he's ha- certainly he's had some wins here in Arizona. Economy's pretty good. Business Economy's in Arizona. Definitely very yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, look, those are the wins that matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. uh, we can look around and you can be mad at not like the way, way he handled uh, sure. COVID. I thought he handled COVID okay comparatively because I think everybody at some point in time, you know, you, you go the other way where people lock down for two years, for God's sakes. Yeah. There are still seven colleges that make you wear a mask on campus. It's that is insane. Yeah, that's you know. So that being said, yeah, I mean, he was. Uh, he, I thought he was a fine governor. Uh, yeah, he had to missteps. Name one that hasn't. Right. And he's going, and you're looking, and you're thinking, what's coming next? What's the tidal wave of fun? Yeah. So he has a message for Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs has got to show up for a debate. If you want to be the governor of the state, you have to be able to stand and deliver against an opponent. That's been the price of admission for decades at all levels of of our political atmosphere. And she, for whatever reason, refuses to do it. She she refuses to get in the arena. Is he? Okay. I don't know. Those are some big breaths right there. He's such a hypocrite. He's all, he's always been such a hypocrite. Um, 
Did he not debate? Excuse me. He didn't debate in 2018. Okay. Doug Ducey skipped out in the 2018 gubernatorial debate with, as I like to call him, Ben Kennett. Ken Bennett. Ken Bennett. Yeah. So, Governor Ducey, give me a, give it a rest. I mean, you didn't show up because you didn't think you had to. Okay? And Ducey goes on, you got to be able to talk to the people. Sorry, Governor. You went a year without talking to anybody and holding a press conference during the heart of the pandemic. So, again, a lot of things that come out of his mouth are highly hypocritical. Like, hey, we got to make sure we don't vote for Carrie Lake. Do you remember that one? We need to vote for Robeson because Carrie Lake is going to hurt the. And now he's like, she's my best friend. He's a total hypocrite, dude. Well, I mean, it's it's politics. It's not a hypocrite. It's just political. No, it's hypocritical of him to say. It's politics. Well, in politics, you can be a hypocrite. Well, that's the whole thing. And it doesn't mean that that it's right. No, it doesn't mean it's right. But once again, that's the point. If I don't call it out, you're just giving it a pass. Don't give it a pass. Call call it out all you want. That's the point of politics. They all lie. They all say something ridiculous. Right. And when somebody lies, I'm going to call it out. That's fine. Okay. You know, it's like. But uh, you're saying it's okay. Oh, it's politics. No, it's just politics. This is my team. That's it. Period. Case closed. Yeah, but I don't accept that. I don't accept that that's the way it should be. You accept it. I don't accept that. Man. No, I don't, I don't want it. It's to just be the way, way it is. And it's not changing tomorrow because one of these people's going to get in. Right. But I want it to change. You know, you want to change? Get all the money out of politics. You want to change? Get all the power out of politics. That's how you change politics. Guess what? People will show up and do the right thing. Otherwise, you're going to get the same thing, and we're all going to get the same thing over and over. The bad every year. No, no, nobody. When's good the out last there? time you really voted for somebody like Ives? Can Mitt, you remember? Mitt Romney. There like you go. Him. Uh, yeah, I liked him. And you could probably name one or two things you voted against that you were happy to vote against because it was a bill that was. I mean, it was a, it was a prop that was stupid. Yeah. But outside of that. No, it's politics. Hey, if I want to be in politics a little bit longer, boom. You you, you give everybody a six-year period, and then you throw them out, and you never have them run again. Maybe they'll be a little bit more open and honest with things if they don't have to worry about getting voted in. Yeah. But how many people out there, as much as we say that, if your job was on the line, it may say something a little different. And that's what I see from a lot of people out there. Well, it's my job. I just think it's funny. He thinks that Hobbs should debate Carrie Lake. When he sat home in 2018 and refused to debate Ken Bennett. I mean, he doesn't think people pay attention. He doesn't think people pay attention. We do. We do. So, you do see, so you can't ask somebody to go and debate when you yourself sat on your couch and your rear end and didn't go and debate. Listen, here's the point. Yeah, but that was in the Both primary. Did he, did he debate in the general? He did, right? Who was it? Who was it? Was it Marco Lopez again? I don't no. remember. Who was it again? 2018 would have been David Garcia. David Garcia. Yeah. A horrible candidate. Another horrible candidate. Yeah. But no, he did not debate Ken Bennett. So both sides, Republicans. But she didn't debate anybody. Oh, I get it, man. She didn't pass here. He debated before, and here's the other thing. He's got the job. Right. They're trying to get the job. that, That doesn't matter to me. You're either going to debate or you're not. Like Andy Biggs, he didn't want to debate. Okay, so he sat home. Hobbs, she didn't want to debate, so she's sitting. Everybody is doing it in all different you know parts of the country. Both sides are picking and choosing if they'll de- if they will debate. Yeah, and both sides are a lot are saying no, we're not going to do it because they don't want to get up there and they don't want to have a discussion and they don't want to make a mistake. That's Katie Hobbs for you all day. It's crazy because there's some places. What is it? I think tomorrow is uh, Herschel Walker and Warnock in, in Georgia. They're going to debate five times. We then can't get them. people to show up on stage once, once, for God's sakes. Right, 
Right. All right, coming up next. Coming up. Um, I'm going to say this, but I don't buy it, okay? Okay. Biden just made a good move at the southern border. Now, that's what we're being told. Something did happen today. I, I hate to say it. He hasn't made a single good move at the border. Why the border today? Is. <laughs> well, he doesn't know where it is. Why? Really? Okay, what did he do? Was it a good move? That's next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. That is us. Hey, did inflation get better or worse last month? We've got the numbers. It's not good. I just gave it away, but it's not good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say it. When is this? When is it going to get better? Anyway, um, I heard a funny joke today. Somebody came up and said, hey, Gatos, uh, Joe Biden just uh, did something good at the uh, southern border. And I started to laugh hysterically. It was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my whole life. And? Uh, well, I'm waiting for the joke. That was the joke. That was it. He's huh? actually done. Well, the joke is, you know, did he make a good move on the southern border? He tried to do something. Yeah. Okay. For a guy who's done nothing, for a guy who's ignored it, for a guy who doesn't care about the border, for a guy who hasn't even stepped into Arizona uh, to take a look at it, he hasn't stepped into this state since he won this state. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty sad. Yeah. W- what did he do today? And is there actually something positive about this uh, plan? Because he doesn't have a plan. It's just, and I don't mean to say this, you know, in a flippant way. He just lets everybody in. Yeah. And that's no plan. Uh, so what do you what do you make of this? Is it good? Is there a pro versus a con here? I think it's a bit of a pro. Uh, so what they're going to do is the same thing modeled after what they did with the uh, the the Ukrainians. Uh, they're going to allow twenty five thousand Venezuelans into the country and give them humanitarian parole, which means if they fly into a place, they can apply for essentially asylum and be granted immediate humanitarian parole, which means they can go out and, uh, I guess, work and, and, and try to survive here. Can I just interrupt real quick? Yeah. So when you say the Ukrainians, remember when they were showing up at the border? Yeah. We were allowing them to come in before mm-hmm. other people because we knew that their country was at war. Yeah. So... Venezuela. Ports of entry, you fly in, okay. you go to, you know, Yuma, El Paso, the ports of entry, you'll have a chance to apply for it. Now, once that 25,000 is filled up, or if there's only 10,000, but you try to sneak by some other way, Mm-mm. you're caught and you're sent directly back to Mexico under Title 42. All right. So a pro here is that if we're going to let 25,000 in yeah. from Venezuela, we're going to know who they are, mm-hmm. and we're going to have done background checks, and we're going to thoroughly investigate who the 25,000 are. Well, that's in theory. Well, you know, it better be. How do we know who they are? Are I mean, they could come up with forged stuff. We don't know who they are. Well, I mean, well, we have people that, that, that find out, you know, who they are. We look at social media. We do all this stuff. Where did you work? Have you not been working? What part of the, you know, Venezuela, like, well, Venezuela, of course, you know, we, we're, we're not, not working. working. Right. Uh, all right. So the, so we'll know who they are. We'll have isn't a better, better idea of who some of them are. Absolutely. So is, isn't that better than just letting 25,000 cross the border? We don't have any idea who they are. Well, the difference is that we're still letting some of those people in. Yeah. The difference is these people, whoever they decide to grant this to, are going to have, uh, essentially, when we turn them loose, it'll be kind of like they're a resident. Where they're going to be able to go out and do other things that others, in theory, aren't supposed to do when you're when you're paroled into the country. Do you have an example of that? Well, like you could 
probably work and do some other things where it was a more of a legal thing. Where I mean, why don't like- we just bring them here to work? Why are we so against bringing people into work and take jobs? Because there are millions of jobs ready. My goodness, every every business needs workers. Every business needs a jo- it needs uh, people to, to 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 pick up the jobs. I think one of the reasons is is uh, uh, well now you're not wanting to do that because you're kind of sensing there may be something coming that would be a bad situation like a, like a recession like a recession and uh-huh. the loss of jobs uh, that's a big one. The other one is some of them come here and a lot of them come here and they work they don't want to work in the conventional thing they're working doing other things and people are hiring them under the table. It's cheaper for them and I don't mean just paying them cheaper. Paying them in the sense that you're not paying for their insurance, you're not paying for their social security. Those so are kind they of paying things. taxes when they get here? No, okay. no. And that's even it. these twenty five. Well, no, these people will. Well, have that's to. what yeah. I'm saying. But yeah. like, as far as other people that are still going to be coming here, they're going to still get in. And here's the other thing: one hundred sixty thousand we caught over the last year or so, of Venezuelans. Okay, it's hard to deport them because Venezuela. We'll put them on a plane and send them back. They won't allow them to come there. They don't want them back. So when they land in Venezuela, what they won't happens? let them land. Okay, they basically say, "Don't even think about it." So then, what do you do? Just tell them all parachute somewhere. Do you bring them back here? Do you land in Mexico? No, well, they're not land even the plane fly- somewhere. at this point. They're not even flying them. Yeah, you okay. know, it's like the best thing you could do is turn around and try to you know push them back across Mexico. Mexico is said they'll take the people that are trying to sneak across. I don't know if there's a limit though on how many they'll take because you know Mexico. Mexico will say something. You know, just because they do doesn't mean they're going to follow through on it. So the Biden administration, these are uh, new guidelines for Venezuelan migrants. Mm -hmm. Um, Some will have a pathway to temporary residence in the U.S. Yeah. Um, So, as you said, others who cross the border uh, and they weren't supposed to. They'll be sent back to Mexico. And we have new uh, uh, H2B visas for temporary non-agricultural work. So, and 20,000 of those 65,000 are going to go to people from Central America and Haiti, and the other 45,000 will go to probably mostly, uh, you know, I would say India, Pakistan. But but if you think this is a positive move by Biden on the border, he's still done nothing to stop still anybody from coming in. And again, this is just allowing more people to come. The one thing that in here that's good is we can turn around and send them back to Mexico immediately if they try to sneak in elsewhere, or there is no room for them. They've used up the 25,000 allotment. All right. All right. We'll talk about it a little more later. But in theory, that's what's supposed to happen. Did inflation actually get worse in September? Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Inflation nation, baby. Did you see the price of eggs? It's going up. Four bucks. I know. Four dollars. I'm not eating eggs anymore. You're not? No. Aww. I'm out of $4, man. Right out loud. You going to maybe raise some chickens? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Mark! Uh, it looks like inflation is uh, staying high. Very uh, stubborn thing, this inflation. Did it actually get worse in September? Because remember, in Phoenix, it's worse than anywhere in the country. Yeah. Did things actually get worse in September? Uh, here with some numbers for us. Our buddy Andy Field, ABC News. All right, Andy. Uh, it actually did get worse in September, didn't it? Uh, well, no, actually, it got slightly better by 1%, but it's still bad. I mean, it's still bad year over year. It's, it went down from 8.3% 
uh, to 8.2%, no one, including you, looking for eggs in the supermarket is going to feel the difference there. Hmm. Uh, and so that is, that's a super big problem for Democrats less than a month away from election because the party in charge usually gets all the blame for whatever's happening in the economy. And, of course, we're seeing gas prices going back up again. The president saying that, yeah, it's going in the right direction very slowly, but it's going in the right direction. But And he almost has a recording that he pulls out every time uh, one of these reports comes out. He goes, we still have work to do, which may be the understatement of the year. Uh, we uh, Certainly, uh, the Federal Reserve is likely to raise interest rates again. And, of course, the stock market is doing its schizophrenic roller coaster where it's down 800 points and then back up 800 points, which happened again today. So um, it, it's really tough, especially if you're trying to, you know, the job market's good. You can get a job. A lot of people are making higher wages, but they're not making 8.2% higher than they were last year, which means is that they're still falling behind when it comes to buying things. Well, you know, it's funny because, like, again, inflation, it was up higher than they thought. It was, what, 0.4%. But when you start adding in certain things, uh, you know, because they're like, if you exclude rent and food and energy, like, which everybody needs, uh, inflation was down a little bit. The reality is none of this, and you know this, Andy, none of this was built in with the potential of OPEC dropping their production and oil prices rising and making everything more expensive. That's true. And there's still so many things that are out of control of the government. They can't control those oil prices. They cannot really uh, fix the supply chain problem, which continues to this day, where there are uh, computer chip shortages for cars, which has set the price of cars going through the roof, even though they passed that chips bill this summer, which will encourage companies to build those chip manufacturing plants here in the United States, which should uh, ease that supply and perhaps bring the prices down, but that's not going to happen overnight. No. Uh, the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which they passed uh, just, what, what, a month ago, two months ago, uh, which most economists agree will not reduce inflation, but it will pump more money into the economy and create more jobs. Uh, will that add to inflation? Certainly Republicans think so. The Democrats don't. And it's really up to the voters to decide, well, which direction we want to go in. Do we want to go in the direction where government spending gets cut off at the knees if Republicans are in charge of the House and Senate, which is what they tend to do? Well, we're $31 trillion dollars in debt. I think at some point in time, both of them should cut themselves off at the knees. <laughs> <laughs> with rising well, interest rates, how this is becoming dangerous with rising interest rates because we're having to raise rates on ourselves. This is true. I mean, but the interest rate rise is not. I mean, look, the government's been printing money for years. Uh, we've been we've been uh, we we've, we've been technically a bankrupt nation for decades because we take in far less than we when we spend all the time. It's just that the government has a unique position where they can just keep saying that's okay. We'll just keep printing money and we'll just keep lending imaginary money until these things get fixed. Uh, the tax cuts during the Trump administration didn't help at all. It added almost a trillion dollars to the deficit. The uh, COVID spending and, and the the kick to the economy from the pandemic for two years put a giant crater in the federal yeah. deficit. So all these things added up. Hmm. Andy Field, ABC News. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. So um, inflation. It's in the numbers I have. Month to month basis, prices increased zero point four percent from August to September. 
So that went up. Yeah. See, the okay. whole thing is you got to look at it. They look at it in two ways. There's a core inflation rate, and then the you know when they add st- certain things in. And the how co- am I supposed to know all this? Yeah, stuff? it's it's ridiculous. Look, if I read on up. a month to month basis, prices increased zero point four percent from August to September. Yeah. Now I'm not supposed to believe that. No, they did increase. Okay. Uh, and there and here's the thing: that core rose faster than they thought. They didn't think it was going to go up. Uh, they thought it was going to go up maybe one or two and end up going an extra three basis points higher. So it's, it's, I mean, three points higher. It's, uh, it's tough yeah. out there. And it, it depends on where you live, right? Like if you live in some parts of the country, yeah, yeah you're feeling not bad. You live here, you got an 8% raise, but we're at 13.5% or 13.4%. Yeah, you took a 5% pay cut. And you're paying $5 a gallon for gas, yeah. which you don't have to pay in many parts of the country like you do here in Arizona. And the winter's coming, and they're talking about the rising cost of energy prices that may see this thing shoot through the roof. All right. Good times. Keep our eye on inflation. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hope you're happy. Hey, are independents leaning towards Hobbs or Lake? We're going to find out. Coming up next, the Gatos and Chad Show.